sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Good evening. Welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design and the District at Dinah, your soon-to-be destination for all aspects of your building, decorating or remodeling projects, maybe even real estate. We'll see. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your early evening with some booze and conversation. My guests this evening... I've been having a lot of fun already, <laughs> <laughs> courtesy of a retaping of segment one. Uh, but by bizarre co- coincidence, we are joined by a couple of real estate folks. What are the odds of the discussion? Tracy Caldwell and Jeff Engel from the Lake Minnetonka office of Europe-based Engel and Volker's real estate brand are with us. Tracy, Mr. Engel, sir, a pleasure to have both of you on the show. Thank you. For having it's a pleasure us, to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm excited because Anglin Volkers is, I mean, you refer to yourselves as a brand, right? Mm-hmm. And it is one, if I may, the young people would say dope-ass brand, <laughs> I believe, because you guys are just cool. And and I can't wait to share with our audience a little bit more about what Anglin Volkers does in Europe and the impact you're having on, on the uh, real estate market here in Minneapolis. Um, sadly... I must report that we are one coctologist shy of a set. Dan Newkirk Short is uh, not available at the particular moment. He is uh, – <laughs> you know he's, he's floating down the Apple River, I believe, <laughs> completely inebriated, probably without shorts on. But I don't want to make any assumptions. Um, and once again, the Apple River will have to be closed to be washed, cleaned, and completely desterilized. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be our coctologist this evening, and we're going to make a really cool, new, fabulous summer drink that I just learned. Um, so, tell you what, Brett, why don't you hit us with our mixing music? Tonight's cocktail is going to be a white Negroni. A white Negroni. A traditional Negroni is made with gin and Campari with club soda. Um, and if you spritz it, you can throw in some champagne. Campari is a red Italian bitter liqueur. We are using Sizz. Sizz <laughs> is spelled S-U-Z-E. It is a French liqueur. It is France's answer to Campari. Unlike the red Campari, this is a very bright neon yellow. They both share a certain bitterness, um, which makes them really refreshing for summer. So, uh, the three parts of a white Negroni are white wine, gin, and cheese cocktail. We are going to mix equal parts uh, Bombay dry gin, and specifically I am not, thank you, Jeff, I am not using uh, Bombay sapphire. The uh, traditional Bombay is going to be a bit drier. It's got a bit more juniper forward as a flavor. I think that's going to work really, really well. We've chosen a Pinot Grigio, a little black dress brand Pinot Grigio. One half ounce of that as well. Pinot Grigio, of course, fairly citrusy. And then a half ounce of, Jeff, say it. Sizz. Well done, brother. Well done. Learn from the best over there. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay. Thank you. So we've got a half an ounce of gin, half or one and a half ounces of gin, one and a half ounces of white wine, half an ounce of Tracy. Cheers. Nicely done. We're gonna throw this in a yari. 
We're going to cook this for about 30 revolutions. That means we want to really try to drop that temperature aggressively. We want to dilute it a decent amount to kind of balance out that bitterness. Once we've reached that point, we're going to pour it over a rocks glass uh, filled with ice. We are then going to garnish it with an imaginary lemon. Voila! And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a white Negroni. Let's give it a try, Brett. Here we go. All right. Mm-hmm. What do we think? It's light. I mean, it's pretty kind of just a little bit wine with a little different hit to it. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, it's a, yeah, you're right. The wine is surprisingly dominant given that you're using this fairly bitter French liqueur that you think would be noticeable. What it is doing between the two of them, though, is completely hiding the gin. Mm-hmm. So, all right, bottom line, this thing's going to get you loaded. <laughs> yeah. All right, segment yeah. three and four are going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I give this, uh, I give this thumbs up. I think uh, a bottle of this is going to be heading back to uh, back to the rich household. Sizz. <laughs> Still working on that. We'll get Sizz. it. Yeah, what did they describe? It's an S-Y-Z sound, as you said, is the way they described it? When I looked it up, S-Y-Z was the the pronunciation. And then I couldn't find anything that, you know, sometimes you can press the little button and it says the word for you. And I couldn't find anything with that. So I played with size. That's the way to say it, yeah. All right. Well, you asked for that at a bar and and you're going to get a good amount of spittle in your class. (laughs) So I don't recommend it. Nevertheless, the cocktail is tasty. I'm enjoying this. Um, All right. Let's move on to our our completely random – and this time it is fairly random – random question. Are you guys prepared? All right. Here it is. What job – would you be really, really bad at? Who wants to start? Volunteer. Yeah, All right, yeah. Tracy's I, been pointed I'm good at. To go. She's All got right. it. Um, and lots of reasons why I could never do this. <laughs> I could never be an actuarian. I could neither, because I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> and and I assumed that you wouldn't. Is that the way? To, may I guess? I'm thinking. I'm going to break it down. Actuarian makes me actuarials. Actuarial tables are data associated with uh, with insurance in most cases. Did I get it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is yeah. why I have a radio show. It computes show. <laughs> premium rates. Really? Dividends, risks based on statistical records. Oh, what a nightmare. You read my notes. I- <laughs> Really Tracy, I'm, I'm three gin shots and a, a ruined uh, a white Negroni into it. I can't read anything, let alone on upside down. <laughs> what is it about that with that that would suck so hard? Uh, well, first of all, I can't sit behind a desk all day long mm-hmm. and do nothing but look at numbers. That would never work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of known as somebody who sees the squirrel cross the road and I'm gone. Um, <laughs> And it's, gotta watch squirrel. it's it's very introverted mm-hmm. if you think about it. I would guess, and that's totally not me either. Which is why you're in real estate. Yes, that is a, a business where you're interacting with people and uh-huh. getting to know people. That's a nice part about real estate. Is that honestly, when you're talking about their home, my dad was in real estate for 20 years. Cool. You really get a sense of of who they are. Jeff, what about you? What would you suck at? I thought about it. I went with 
kindergarten teacher. And it's just simply from a Is that because pure, of the restraining orders? Pure, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't, terrible what, joke. I'm so sorry. You, no, would no, you no. not be allowed to do? <laughs> so why kindergarten? Just the – Oh, just the pure patient. So my mom was a kindergarten teacher. So I would volunteer in that classroom a couple of times when I was younger and just – you know, and I have two children of my own that are five and three. So – you That's multiply all you that can by do. 15. And, and they're not yours. And all the excuses of this, I, you know, crying because you lost a mitten. <laughs> I, just just doesn't go well for me <laughs> on just, the patient scale. I'm, I'm going to steal both your answers because I would be a terrible actuarian because I can I can barely add. And as far as a kid goes, I, a drunk kindergarten teacher rarely gets anything like an apple. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to learn more about Engel and Volker's... Ah, stay with us. Used to ramble through the park. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health. I must confess what you say is true. I had a rendezvous with somebody new That's the only one I ever had Baby, baby, don't you go away mad Cheating Welcome back to Drink in the Style. That intro track, by the way, is just musically delightful. has no meaning whatsoever for anyone in any way in this room, except Brett Johnson, who once again is a serial philanderer. <laughs> Doing just great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Gregory Rich. I wish I hadn't said that. I'm your host. <laughs> <laughs> and my guests this evening are Jeff Engel and Tracy Caldwell from Angle and Volkers. All right. Jeff, how many castles do you own? <laughs> uh, two working on the third. <laughs> To be, to be frank. Planning to invade France <laughs> yes. and seize property. That's, that's where we're at. Yep. No, England Volkers is, is this massive European-based – I don't know. Is it a conglomerate? It, it's, it's a brand. It's just a high-end, right? High, high-end real estate brand, privately owned, franchised out here in the, in the, in the States. Um, so it's headquartered in Hamburg, Germany. Okay. Uh, it was founded in 1977. So it's been in the Twin Cities here – or excuse me, been in the U.S. for about – 13 years. Okay. Um, and then here in the Twin Cities for – it will be our sixth, I believe, this fall. We'll hit our year number six. So, And just by way of disclosure, 
angle is a coincidence. You are not involved with the actual angle family. Correct. Yeah, I like to tell people if I was the angle, I would certainly be on a private private island right now. So <laughs> you would not be a drink um, in the style. Yeah, I am nine fifty. I love it here, but uh, yeah, there'd be bigger and better things to be out doing. So, yep, pure coincidence. That said, if there are any available Volkers women, perhaps just yeah. to bring together the universe, <laughs> together. you're you're there. Um, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no relation. Yep. Um, what other things though? I mean, Angle and Volkers. So real estate is the fundamental. Is that the, that's the bedrock as a real estate brokerage firm. Yep. But you guys also do like auctions of yachts and islands and stuff like that too. Yep. Is that right? What's that all about? Yeah, so they have division. So um, obviously, you know, like you mentioned, Castle Division. So they have a Castle Division, which is obviously far bigger in Europe. So Wait, is, you seriously have a Castle yes. Division? Hundred percent. Yep. So they have a Castle Division. They have a yachting division, um, aviation division, um, where they work with you know buying, selling planes, or leasing things like that. So here in the U.S., we just actually acquired our first yachting division. Uh, I believe it's in Newport, Newport Beach, Beach right? Yeah. Really. So which is unique. So obviously. Just kind of a fun, unique part to the brand. I mean, obviously, here in the in the states is all about residential real estate. You know, we dabble in some commercial. We have folks that do commercial real estate, but kind of fun to say we have castle division, yachting, aviation, those sorts of things. Yeah, it is. Um, I can't wait until habitation has its castle division, (laughs) (laughs) yachting division as well. Just makes a cool business card, right? Head of the castle division. (laughs) May I offer you an ottoman or perhaps a castle? Whichever you prefer. Um, all right. No, that's totally cool. And how many offices do you have in Minneapolis now? Three. Three offices. Three offices. So you've got uh, – and you guys are the Lake Minnetonka office, which is out in Deep Haven. Correct. Okay. I actually just moved to the Minneapolis office. OK. Where were you before that? Deep Haven. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. I see. All right. Oh, yep. so you're covering both. So I have two offices represented mm-hmm. here. You Where's the be. third office? Blaine. Blaine. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. It's a hot market up there. <laughs> It's okay. Our signal doesn't reach Blaine, so the, the, the fuck with them. <laughs> That's going to go well at the office. <laughs> we throw some shade that way too once in a while. Yeah. But great bunch up there, no doubt. Uh, you know, you could really use an Adina office. <laughs> I mean, could. you really, really need to have that triangulated. You can't sell castles in Blaine. I'm telling you, <laughs> I've tried. It yeah. just didn't work. What about? I mean, so how does one? How does a company kind of? Bring all this together. Is there a company philosophy that Engel and Volkers has? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot Volker. of few things that we we really look at. Um, you know, I think you just look at our core values of you know competent, competency, passion, and exclusivity. And what we really look at that as is, you know, everyone in our brokerage is full time agents. You know, and that's I think one place where we differentiate. This is our full time job. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're here to do it all day, every day, mm-hmm. to support our clients and to, to achieve results for our clients. And you know, with that comes the passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we talk about the exclusivity piece of that kind of core value, it's it's not that we uh, it, it won't work with anybody. We will work with absolutely anybody. We will work with anyone from a hundred thousand dollar you know hundred thousand dollar condo to one point eight million or and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, the exclusivity exclusivity in our mind is is when you become a part of the group. You become a part of. England Volkers, you become an England Volkers client. You know, we really bring you and wrap our arms around you. And it's not about getting your house or your home from A to B. It's about you know a transaction for life. You know, we're a lifestyle you know lifestyle brand. We you know we have a lot of events throughout the year, and we really want to build that relationship with you from 
the minute we meet you tell you know when we're doing events and doing things with our clients you know we do pie events and all these sorts of different things throughout the year just to build that relationship and really be involved with the family well that makes a lot of sense i mean like on average i mean how many people how many houses does somebody buy in their lifetime on average do you know I'd have to say maybe what three, four. I would say That's three. what I would say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yet, I mean, and it's such an unusual transaction. I mean, it is the type of thing. I mean, when you do anything three times in your life, yep. you seriously don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. So you need to have the ability to to trust who you're interacting with, and you need to have that expertise, right? And if you're coming in, and I mean, let's also be truthful. I mean, you make a nice general gross profit on a house transaction. So you have to be sure that you are going to lock that in going forward. You're working not just for that one six-month transaction. You want to work with that six-month transaction and then as a family grows and develops, you want to be there to kind of solve that problem going forward and expand, right? Correct. Correct. And and they call us advisors at Engel and Volkers because they look at us as as important as a financial advisor or um, yeah, I, any kind of advisor that has your fiduciary responsibility. Which an is insurance word, advisor perhaps, an actuarian. An actuarian, right. So we, we take our jobs very seriously. Um, we're not – Part time, we're not casual. We don't, you know, have a friend that wants to sell their house and say we can sell your house. It, it, it doesn't work that way with us. It is, it is critical. I remember my dad. I mentioned to you was in real estate for twenty years back in Buffalo, New York, and I can still remember him coming home. He owned a, a couple of real estate offices called Rich Associates, and I can still remember. And I hope I'm not making any enemies in saying this, but he came home one day and he was talking to my mother, and I was listening, and he was saying, you know, the problem with the business. This is it. I can't stand it. Everybody who wants a part-time job or a housewife who thinks that she has the ability to simply affect this transaction is in and it is making everything so hard because they don't understand how important this transaction and this business is. And that's – 100%. I mean that's – you know to get into – to get your real estate license is three weeks, 1500 bucks maybe and a test. Mm -hmm. You know, so – you know, not to say it's good, bad, or indifferent, but the bar to entry is just low, and it's very attainable to get in. But mm-hmm. I, we think when you when you work to make it a career, and you you know work to do do what's right for your clients um, day in and day out, not and like you said, outside of the transaction, not only achieve results within the transaction, but become that advisor, building partnerships if they need a remodel, or if they're doing something in between, or they're thinking about selling now or eight years from now. We want to be there and be that resource for them, which we may segue into later on. I bet we will. Wow. <laughs> Dude, have you considered a life in the radio? Honestly, it'd be top notch. There's we're your gonna, teaser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take another quick break. This is AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stick with us. Used to ramble through. So you met someone who sets you back on your heels Goody, goody, you met someone and now you know how it feels Goody, goody, you gave him your heart too Just as I gave mine to you And he broke it in little pieces Now how do you do? Hey, you lie awake just singing the blues all night Welcome back to Drinking the Style Brad, when does the show hit the airwaves? Saturdays at 7 and Sundays at 5. And there's the podcast nonsense, right? 
Absolutely, yes. So are you talking about, well, we have the normal podcast, which you can find on any podcast app, Drink in the Style, but we are, I'll tease this, we are working on a very special podcast, which can include some content that you won't hear over the radio airwaves, since the FCC would not necessarily approve what we talk about on that podcast. It's a it's a clandestine version of drinking the style. Not ready for prime time. Drinking in the style after dark. You got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows me <laughs> to, uh, to get access to this. So if you're a podcast listener, uh, I don't know, shoot a message or do something or something. We'll maybe tell you how to find this secret clandestine podcast. Oh, I like that. Make that like one of those things where there's secret concerts. Now we have a secret podcast. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Prince. Very excited. Very excited. Anyways, this is Gregory Rich <laughs> working very hard on destroying his career with Lord knows who uh, – what else could possibly happen. Um, uh, and this itself is Drink in the Style. We should start with tonight's musical notes. And I got to say, I I had some kind of weird subconscious thing going on. Goody, goody, and and what was the other one that I did? Don't, oh, don't you go away mad? Don't you go away mad? Yep. If my wife listened to this to this show, I would perhaps have some explaining to do. <laughs> um, all right, let's do tonight's musical notes. This is written out, and I can still read. So here we go. Last week we skipped. Sinatra and Strings, because quite honestly, it was boring. Instead, we substituted Uber compilation Nothing But the Best, which again, I recommend you go and check out. Tonight, however, Sinatra is back in form, please the Lord. Sinatra and Swingin' Brass is tonight's album, and it is fantastic. Chock full of standards uh, ranging from goody-goody to ain't she sweet, this album covers a ton of ground. Plus, if you're already a Sinatra fan, but you aren't familiar with this particular album, you are in for a treat. The majority of tracks are songs that you will probably know, but they are versions that you have not necessarily heard before. A friend once pointed out to me that it's almost impossible to sing along with an entire Sinatra song because he was so good at holding off on his vocal entry and playing with his timing. This album is a great example of this. Anybody else tries to come in a half beat behind the band and it is a disaster. But somehow the chairman either knows how to do it or maybe he bends the music to his will I can't really say, but whatever it is, this is a tour de force. Uh, The album, bottom line, is a ton of fun. Grass rating, 11.34 out of 13 and a half. Actuarials will understand how important (laughs) actuarians. Now, what does the grass rating stand for? That's an important part. Yes. The grass rating, it's, it's fundamental. Are you guys familiar with it? It is... By sheer coincidence, it stands for Gregory Rich Album Acquisition Scale. Oh. <laughs> Brett, are you into grass? Yes. <laughs> well, I'll say yes. Tracy, Jeff, yes. I'll have you guys into grass in no time yep, at yep, all. Yep. All right. There it is. So yeah, bottom line, this is a really good album. I I, I, I never actually I, I heard this years and years and years and years ago, but when I came across it in the uh in the list of his of his stuff, I was like, Oh man, this is this is good good quality music. 
All right. Jeff, Tracy, I have an affinity for all things European. I really do. I, I, a big part of that is that I love history and, and I love things that have been around for a while, things that have a history, things that have a substance. Americans in general tend to gravitate towards anything new. So get ready. Here's how I'm going to wrap it into real estate. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk about selling an existing house against someone who's thinking about a new build house, for example. How do you guys approach that? You kind of just hit on it, right? You talk about history or you know, kind of that character versus that fresh look and what does a client want and then what are they open to? Are they open to getting something with character and making it their own? Is that, is that in their wheelhouse or do they want to just make some selections with the right advice with folks along the way? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of variables to it. Obviously, when we talk price point, things like that, but it's just kind of what is their vision? Do they want something that has a history or story to it or do they want something that they feel is theirs from day one? Hmm. It's, 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 it's a difficult decision. I mean, you know, new builds are great. There's a lot to be said for new builds. In America, we can't necessarily say, you know, this is Europe. These are stone houses. Mm-hmm. We're still going to be a wood-framed society. Um, if you're buying something that was built in the 70s or early 80s, you've got some other problems mm-hmm. along with changes in, in material goods. But it's still a matter of an established relationship or, or established uh, neighborhood, right? Yep. If you go into a slash and burn, as I like to call the new developments <laughs> – um, which is what it is. I mean, they plow everything down mm-hmm. and then they build a ton of houses, you know, little boxes made out of ticky tacky. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Um, you are going to have a very different look and feel from if you're moving into an established relationship, uh, established nation. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's the word? Will neighborhood. Someone... Thank you. And by Suze. the way, I'd like to thank Suze. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what about property values on that? I mean, is there a big difference in appreciation or depreciation, if you want to call it that, on the houses? new versus old or is it simply a matter of what suits your lifestyle? We could go hours on this whole topic. But really, the people that want the new shiny penny typically have been watching a lot of HGTV. They've been watching a lot of those shows and they see everything in those shows and they think that's what I want. Or they walk into a model home that's completely done, completely decorated. That's what sells it. Mm -hmm. Um, You go into a previously owned home and I mean, you you have to be working with a client that has a vision that can see what they can do in that home. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way, you're going to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a new build. It doesn't matter if it's an older home, a previously owned home. I live in a 100-year-old duplex. I mm-hmm. thought when I first walked in, eh, everything's done. I don't need to do anything. It's not true. You walk into a brand-new home, oh, everything's done. It's not true. I, you have to landscape. You have to put a deck. Maybe you want a porch. Maybe you want a patio. Let's do the basement because nowadays they're not doing necessarily the basements. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they have been for a long time anyways, but – um, you get that basement done and it's not really what your neighbors had in the other hood mm-hmm. that was real special. Mm-hmm. So, I mean you hit on a really good point though though, which is that you, know, you walk into a model and you're going out to a new build 
space, everything is absolutely perfect. They put it together. An existing home, you have choices. You have either what is in the house as it stands or you can stage or you can, you know, uh, uh, at the very least go in and, and clean up. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? You guys do some – you do some staging, right? Yeah. We have a staging package that I usually include. Um, Jeff and I work together and we've been working with some neighborhoods that – are very close to some new build homes. And um, one of the things that we want to do with them is to help them either enjoy what they've got by using you guys or a remodeler. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you want to sell immediately? We'll, we'll sell you immediately. And we don't really believe in chasing the buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some uh, agents out there that will make you spend thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to get it to what the buyer wants. Mm-hmm. We think... You clean it up, you freshen it up, and you stage it. Mm-hmm. Makes a huge difference in when people walk in the house. It really, I mean, look, say they're like um, a jerk, but the vast majority of people have no imagination. They just, and you can't blame people for this because you know you guys look at houses all day long. I look at houses. All day long. I understand that you can move a sofa from one side to another and change an entire room. You understand that you can bring in some different color palettes. You can bring in some different furnishings and you have a completely different house. Most people don't understand that. They need someone who has expertise in that area to come in and help them, you know, do it. Yeah, and that's why we talk about. I mean, just like Tracy alluded to, if, you know, if your goals are short term, short term, you want the house, you know, paint, carpet stage freshen it up those those are affordable and you get a good return on if you know we walk into a, an appointment where someone wants to sell and they're like ah, i think maybe we should remodel this re- this bathroom it's like i think people because of the hgtv era mm-hmm. people believe that oh well if i flip this bathroom for 10 grand it's going to raise my value at least 15 maybe 20 mm-hmm. no it's not it'll be probably 80 percent at best you know and there's certain things that you get more return on but that's where, you know, when we talk about kind of that lifestyle, helping along the way, you know, if, if you're five, eight years out from moving, like we want to be involved, bring in that designer, um, look at those options and, and, you know, get some enjoyment out of that because that's where you get the return on that investment, right? You know, if you're going to lose 20% on that investment, well, that's where your enjoyment comes from. Have your family love that for five, eight years and then taking that bullet of, you know, okay, we're losing a little bit of money on it, but we love this room for the last 10 years. See, you know what? And that ties beautifully into your philosophy at Engel & Volkers, which is a relationship-based situation. You can help make those decisions. You're going to make an investment of so much money in a certain area. What can you expect that necessarily to yield on the other side against what is the value of the change that you're making in between that period of time? So – and – you two, again, having backgrounds in uh, staging and, mm-hmm. and, and that, are even better equipped to, to do that. You know, I wanted to ask you guys about, uh, about, about COVID and how you guys are adapting to the realities of the COVID era. But I only have a minute and 12 seconds. Quick, what's the biggest change you guys have, have made in the COVID era as far as house showing goes? Uh, we carry masks, gloves, and wipes. That's – you know what? Honestly, that is probably like the best basic 
thing to do. Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's just doing your research. You know, respecting what your clients want, respecting what those home sellers want as you go into that house. You know, making sure you're up on your notes. Has that agent listed anything? Any preferences that they have? And you know, kind of like everyone says, protect those around you. It's not whether your preference is one way or another. That's fine, but protect those around you and respect their their honors and their wishes. And it's a simple change. It's a simple thing to do. Wow. And we're, we're seeing serious home buyers with mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. versus people who just are looky loose, as we call it. It's a great point. Oh, you're right. I mean, if you're going to be going into somebody's house these days, you're probably pretty damn serious. You're not just a realtor filling up his Wednesday night by showing you a bunch of things before he shows you the real house. Yep. Oh. The dark secrets of real estate revealed on Drink in the Style. Folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. And I've seen. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health. Now nothing's impossible, I have found for when my chin is on the ground, I pick myself up, dust myself off, and start all over again. Don't lose your confidence if you slip, be grateful for a pleasant trip, and pick yourself up, dust off, start over again. Work like a Welcome back to Drinking the Style. That was a great example of Sinatra's refusal to be directed by rhythm and beats and instead make music incredibly good, right? Mm-hmm. I'm Gregory Rich, and we have been speaking with Jeff Engel of Engel Volkers, <laughs> Tracy Coldwell, not of Coldwell Banker, no D, nothing to do with that. Uh, <laughs> And we've been drinking the white Negroni, which is really a dangerous cocktail. You guys, this is – try this. Uh, Pour this one on the patio next weekend because this is – I got to say, I've been drinking Negronis for a number of years at this point and I'm changed. I'm going to – this is going to be my summer drink. Mm -hmm. Easy, easy summer drinking, no doubt. And what's what's the magic ingredient? Sues. Oh, I think I, I think I butchered it. We're getting <laughs> actually <laughs> changing. I don't know if you butchered it, but that was quality, my yeah, friend. Yeah. I, I figured it was going to evolve throughout the show. No doubt. <laughs> right? Yeah, we don't need no cocktailist. We can do <laughs> yeah, something on, on our own. own. <laughs> um, all right. Again, before I forget, because I always do, and now I've learned at the beginning of segment four is the time to really do a plug. Before we have uh, no time left, uh, Tracy, how do folks get in touch with you guys? 
Uh, well, they can go to our website. Um, I'm tracycowell.com or tracycowell.evrealestate.com or my phone number, which I don't know if it's safe to give over the phone. But You're good. Go ahead. 651-308-0816. Okay. Or 900. Uh, <laughs> real estate and a yeah. breathy yeah. Uh, uh, transaction. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, how about you? How's, how's that? Uh, similar to Tracy's. Very consistent. So cell phone 612-791-4831. But website's easy. JeffEngel.EVRealEstate.com. And it's E-N-G-E-L. Yep. All right. Correct. And Colwell is C-O-L-W-E-L-L, right? Correct. Correct. No D, no B, no – We don't need no stinking Ds. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Tried that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's a story. Drinking the style after, after dark. Yep. <laughs> All right. Shall we do the habitation audio log, Mr. Johnson? He's saying yes. Let's do it. Yes. All right. You guys are familiar with the habitation audio log? Yeah. The sporadic view of small business through the prism of habitation. Mm-hmm. All right. Habitation audio log installment 67, COVID staffing. Hmm. All right. There are a lot of things to worry about these days. Top of the list, though, is the health and safety of friends and family. So how does one manage that while trying to remain responsive to both clients existing and potential? I have a small staff and several members have very real health concerns directly or amongst their family, so I want to be especially sensitive to that. That means avoiding overlapping shifts and minimizing direct contact whenever possible. We're still not certain how long the virus lives on surfaces and there are very real questions about air circulation and a bunch of other issues. So Habitation has made the decision to cut our showroom hours way, way back. As of today, well, honestly, as of a few days ago, uh, Habitation showroom is open only three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now, we're certainly available just about any time by appointment, but when everything gets boiled down, the fact is that I'd rather risk losing some potential clients by having what I admit are some pretty limited hours than risk making anybody on my team sick. Hopefully, we do manage to get our arms around this stuff and we can get back to maybe a better version of normal some point. But until then, we're going to hope that the types of clients who appreciate professional design and fabulous products will be willing to work around a very limited in-showroom schedule. And I really hope people will understand. What do you guys think? How are you handling staffing during the COVID era? It's a unique situation, obviously, being <clears throat> independent contractors, self-employed. Uh, Trace, Tracy and I don't carry employees. Well, Tracy has a, a new assistant that's helping her out. But, again, uh, kind of respecting office spaces, uh, our office. You know, it's a sticky situation, for our, I think, for our leaders of our company because they want to have plenty of rules in place to protect us and their buildings. But we're also independent contractors, so they, they can't just say we're, we're closed and they've done that. So they, they've done a really good job of putting rules in place and – Again, it just comes back to making smart decisions. Be respectful. Make good choices for yourself and those around you. I mean there are basic things I guess that are 
common sense for lack of a different thing. Yeah. You don't cram three people into you know a tiny little space. Oh, wait. Sorry. Um, <laughs> for, for hours and hours and hours on end. Um, we, had, uh, we had Firm Ground Architects on uh, the program the other day. Great firm. They do a lot of work where they're they're reimagining what workspace is going to look like, adding greater distance in between. There's a lot of talk of the upcoming potential four day work week. Have you guys been tracking this at all? I haven't heard it any recent steam, but when I back in the day, I mean, when I worked for Target and did corporate stuff, I was like. It's an awesome idea. <laughs> you, you work for. I did a contract to Target corporate for 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 uh, a very short and painful period. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean it's true. The four day work week. I I, I love the concept because it's not a matter of increasing the weekend from two to three days, like everyone is off on Friday. But instead, it's taking people and staggering their hours so you have a different person on Friday than Monday and you are giving people greater space in between, theoretically. Because like here's the deal. American worker productivity – I try not to get political on drinking the style. That was <laughs> – that's for the Matt McNeil show when I <laughs> sit in for Matt. Um, but American worker productivity has – tripled in the last yes. 35, 40 years and yet wages have remained stagnant and worker hours have remained stagnant and consistent. So you know, maybe – and I hate to say silver lining but maybe there's a silver lining in the sense that you know, we as a society need to have more time to live and less time to work and this is perhaps the golden opportunity to do that. Um, so I mean I'm, I'm kind of hopeful about that. That said, when you've only got a handful of people and you have what is expected to be more or less retail showroom hours, mm -hmm. you need to ask people for understanding. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's going to be an interesting shift on how, how these companies operate coming out of this, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you have space and how you, how you space differently, how you, how you work differently. And I mean some companies will change for the better and they'll adapt and it's a great question and it's going to be super neat to see kind of what – happens here in the next year to two mm -hmm. on how that shift happens mm -hmm. on, on how they become more productive and you have you know office buildings that have everyone at home and they're still being equally as productive right? equally i've heard that they're yeah. actually more productive sure. i just read an article last mm -hmm. night they're more productive they're finding that people are more productive working at home mm -hmm. initially i remember when i was at cargill uh back in the late 20th century yep. um and we were i think pioneering work from home programs and all of the initial data actually was actually great but then the trend yep. drops off so someone needs to maybe you know maybe they'll solve that problem maybe they'll figure out how you actively track i have this fast i have this fantastic dream i have a dream that one day i will be important enough as a client that i can go to whichever lawyers i'm working with at that given time and say you know what all this billable hour bullshit here's the deal i want you tracked you're going on Zoom every hour that I'm – every minute that I'm getting the bill, I want that to be on Zoom and I want to see what you are tracking and what yep. you're researching on, the, on, on that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to that extreme for everyone but for lawyers, <laughs> it's yeah. totally allowed. Yeah, you got to figure from a corporate structure, it's going to go to more towards individual-based merits and, and achievements, right? It's not what does your team achieve, you know, coming from a, a target, a bigger company. You know, you hit team goals. Well, you usually have five people doing all the work and 20 just kind of yeah. hanging out. See, that's the problem though. How do you figure out who the 80 percent that aren't doing anything without that kind of micromanaging? Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I'm not totally sure. <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you guys a question before we uh, we run out of time here because it's I think meaningful from a real estate perspective. Everybody knows a realtor and family and things like this, but what would you say is? And I'm giving you 30 seconds on this. What would you say, Jeff, is the single most important question to ask of a potential realtor when you're evaluating them? Tracy and I talked about this before, and I think the question is pretty simple. Do you do this full-time? It's simple, and it's not going to be the normal answer, uh, but I think that needs to be the answer. Would you hire a financial planner that does it on the side? Would you hire a designer for your business that just does it on occasion? Mm -hmm. Are they key? No. I mean, you're you're selling a – you're buying or selling an asset worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's legal contracts involved. So you're going to hire someone that's been to three weeks' classes and does this once a year? Right. I mean, if you're comfortable with that, good for you. I wouldn't be. <laughs> right? So I think that's that's a big thing for us. And it comes back again to where, you know, with our company, competence, passion, exclusivity. We, we're full-time agents. We're, this is our job. We treat it that way. We have multiple meetings every week to, to learn and stay up on this sort of thing. You agree? That's the, that's uh, 100%, the key? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. They just empower us with so much knowledge. And if we don't have that knowledge – we can call anybody on our team and get that knowledge. It, it's amazing. It's an amazing company, and I 100%. You got to be working this full time because no deal's the same. It is a serious transaction. It is something you need professionals for. All right, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through another episode on behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, the District of Dinah, Tracy Caldwell and Jeff Angle from Angle and Volker's Lake Minnetonka office. I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week, and I'll finish out with a quote from New York-based bankruptcy attorney Alexander Adams Rich. Maybe the age of COVID isn't that bad. I mean, everyone's day drinking and interest rates are historically low. Good night, everybody. <laughs>